friends, and welcome to The Co-op Show. I'm one of your hosts, Britt. And I'm Jason. And today we're talking about our time slaughtering that asshole pig Ganon in Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. So this game released on November 20th, 2020. It is a T for Teen rated hack and slash game. Did you know it was rated T for Teen? No, but I'm glad that I am older than uh, my teens because I I enjoyed playing it. (laughs) Good for you. That was just kind of surprising to me because typically Zelda games are, you know, rated like E for everyone. Yeah. Actually, what was Breath of the Wild rated? Do you remember? I mean, probably... Probably PG. I'd be surprised if it was anything else. PG. It's not a rating. Yeah, E for everyone. E10+. Anyway, because it is hack and slash and there's violence, I guess. I don't know. So do you think it's more of a Zelda game or like a Hyrule War? I mean, a... uh, What's the other? What's it called? Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, Dynasty Warriors. Game. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Yeah, it's developed by Omega Force, like we mentioned, known for their Dynasty Warriors franchise. It was published by Nintendo here in the states, but by Koei Tecmo in Japan. It is obviously exclusive for Switch, and it only supports local co-op uh, up to two players. And it is fifty nine ninety nine. So here is the plot overview for Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. <clears throat> Join the struggle that brought Hyrule to its knees. Learn more about Zelda, the four champions, the king of Hyrule, and more through dramatic cutscenes as they try to save the kingdom from calamity. The Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity game is the only way to see firsthand what happened 100 years ago. Nicely done. Is that good? A good announcement voice. Yeah, so I think this is, a, I just want to take a little, a little pause here and talk about why I think this is so interesting is because we've played the original Hyrule Warriors game. Yep. We played it back on the Wii U. I mean, we kind of played it. Well, we tried. To, yeah, you're right. We, we tried. tried. We attempted. We attempted. But if you remember, one of us had to use the Wii U gamepad it for was, the screen. It was Which bad. was you. Thank you for taking an L on that one. Mm-hmm. And I used the beautiful big projector. But the problem with that is obviously the Wii U gamepad screen, like, not that great. It was laggy as shit. And yeah, and it was super <laughs> laggy, even though it was on, like, two different screens. And it was just too small. Yeah. So it was laggy, and it was too small. It, I remember feeling physically sick trying <laughs> to play on that thing, and I was just like, dude, I can't do this. And you had FOMO, because I was playing on the big projector. Well, a little bit of that. Obviously, then the game got remastered and re- was released on the Switch as, I think it was called Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. I think we dabbled in that a little bit as well, because then it supported split screen co-op but it just like wasn't it wasn't very attention grabbing we tried as i recall we tried to get started on it like two or three different times like okay let's try it tonight and it just yeah it didn't grab us and and that's it from two zelda fans right and so i think the reason why this one we gave it a bigger shot i'm glad we did because holy crap we ended up 100 percenting this game which is is, this might be the first game i can recall that we've or or i have ever 100 percented yeah (laughs) is because it does and we're not we're going to keep the spoiler free but by playing hyrule warriors age of calamity it introduces some interesting mechanics that i think you will see in breath of the wild too um there are some pretty big plot twists in this game, and I think it was that reason alone that we're like, okay, like, yeah, like, let's give this a shot. Let's see what happened 100 years ago, because not to go down this this tributary, but I feel like in Breath of the Wild, we didn't really get a good look at the four champions, like what the Divine Beasts were all about. Um, Zelda as a character, I feel like, was very glossed over. Obviously, it was Link's story back then, but this one really focuses on, I think, all of the characters, and you really get to know them in a way that you didn't in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, 
and when we say all the characters, I mean that that includes like the four champions. You know, they each have distinct storylines in this game. Yeah, uh, and Zelda herself. Yeah, Zelda actually grew on me in this one. I yeah. wasn't her biggest fan in Breath of the Wild. I thought she was too damselly, but uh, I thought she held her own in this one. She did, and as a matter of fact, Link had almost no story in this. He was just sort of a, a dude who's always around. But yeah. <laughs> other than that, uh, there's there's not much Link story in this. It's pretty much about all the other characters. You know what, though? Come to think about it, I feel like Link always gets shafted when it comes to narrative in the Zelda games. Well, he's the protagonist, but nobody knows anything about him because he's, he doesn't say shit. Like, literally, he just, like, grunts and rolls <laughs> around. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Anywho, so I guess, like, the TLDR, what we're trying to say here is that if Dynasty Warriors gameplay, like, more or less isn't your thing, at least give it a shot for the interesting plot that I think this game shows and maybe if that still isn't enough go to YouTube and watch watch a recap of it because it's pretty interesting and again I think it kind of does foreshadow some things we could see in Breath of the Wild too but moving on like we've mentioned this game is developed by Omega Force which again is known by is known for the Dynasty Warriors franchise think of large-scale battles against hundreds of enemies across these Good, decent sized maps. They're not yeah. like open or anything. I mean, they're kind of open. Sandboxy, I guess, is what the cool kids would call it. Mm -hmm. While you're running around, you're completing objectives, capturing bases, etc. Yep. Because you've not played the Dynasty Warriors games. No, I mean, you know, back in college, I had roommates who would play it and I would watch them. So I was familiar with it coming in. Okay. So yeah. But yeah, it was a. Uh, it, it worked well. I think it. I think the gameplay suited this story well. Yeah. Which is kind of some, you know, I, at first I was like, ah, I wish that we would have gotten a full-fledged prequel with Breath of the Wild-esque gameplay, but I think it uh, it did, it served its purpose. Well, it did, and we, we actually put probably as many hours into it as, as we might have put into a full-fledged full -fledged prequel. 58 hours we played this game. Yeah, it's, that's incredible. 58 hours. Yep. So there are 18 unlockable characters in this game, and we won't go over some of the fun ones that you kind of like least expect that you're going to be able to unlock, but you do. But obviously you have your staples like Link and Zelda and Impa, and I admittedly was uh, not very adventurous, and I stuck <laughs> to my boy Link the whole time as much as I could. There are some missions where you are forced to play as different characters, and I get it, uh, but you play it as a lot of different characters. I think your main guy, we won't mention, because that's kind of a fun unlock. Do you think he's too spoilery to mention? Because I, like, I feel like since he was my main, I feel like he deserves a pass for this show. Okay, go ahead. I think it's fine. All right. All right. It's Monk. Monk. So I, I forget how to say his name, but basically in, in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, you know, every shrine that you complete has a monk at the end. Well, there's the playable character is the monk. Yeah. In, in this game. And he's chaos. Oh, he is. Uh, I, I love it. I mean, he just creates bombs and explosions everywhere, and he's got a giant hammer, and he, I mean, yeah, he, he, I love him. He's uh, just a fun character to play, and I, I never I never got tired of him. Yeah, he was definitely fun. Uh, going back to Link, he was just your standard Link. I mean, you had his sword, his shield. Super He strong. rolled around, he hopped around, <laughs> you know, doing, it, doing his Link thing, so there's not really a lot to dive into there, but... Um, I'm trying to think, like, of all the characters, their button presets are more or less the same, right? You have your weak attack, your strong attack, or, yeah. like, your X and your Y, and certain combos can be executed through certain button presses. Yeah, the combos are really easy. It, it really is just a matter of... Oh, that's my kind of combo. It, it's press X a certain number of times, or Y. I can't remember which is the strong and the, and the weak, but... So you, you do weak attack, which let's call it X, 
you know, and let's say you press that five times and then press Y or whatever the strong attack is. And that is how you execute combos. It's just the number of times that you press X before you press Y. It's perfect because <laughs> so, I'm so bad at games where you have to memorize button combinations. And I yeah. know like you are just way better at that than I am. But worth noting too, we did play this game on normal difficulty. So... I don't know if normal difficulty is just by its nature, like relatively easy, but either way, like I had no problem just like, no. And it could have also been that we played it in co-op so that we had two, yeah, two human people rather than a human plus a bunch of AI. Yeah. There around. is a harder difficulty. So I guess yeah. if you want something, but so besides monk, you also played with Impa a lot. Yeah. Impa is really, really good too. She's a lot of fun to play. Impa, you played as oh, we can't, we definitely can't mention that last one. But yeah, there's a lot of different characters, and I would say, like, for the most part, they all feel pretty dang unique. Some of them definitely a lot more weak than others. Yeah, some of them just seem like sort of novelty or just silly or kind of co comic relief, but I'm sure that that somebody out there could learn how to play them and be super OP with them. Yeah. Um, but we didn't take the time to, to really main more than, I mean, for you, it was just Link, and for me, it was, uh, like, two, like, it was probably just Impa and uh, Monk. Yeah, but I would say, you know, if you were someone who was really interested in playing as all these different characters and experiencing how they all play differently, you know, there's definitely a lot for you to uh, to mess around with there. Yeah, for sure. There are 20 main missions. So these are the missions that more or less propel the story forward. So, like, if you want to, you know, blow through all of them, I think you can. Depends on, I guess, I don't know, because we did all the side stuff before we would move on to the next main mission. So I'm wondering how difficult the main missions would be. Well, a lot of the side stuff helped grind us up in terms That's, of Yeah, level. what I'm saying is, yeah. But yeah, they, again, like, I guess the point is here that we never really had any difficulty with any of the missions until we, oh. like, rolled credits and then did some of the post-game stuff. And then we were delivered a nice slice of humble pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, whoops. But these, um, besides the 20 main missions, there are 161 side missions. And I was able to look oh, wow. on our game because we 100 percent it. And it's like, mm -hmm. you've done 161. I was like, holy crap. And these ones are kind of fun. They're relatively short. Right? I think the main missions average 15 minutes per mission or so. The, like the main ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah the main mm -hmm. ones. These ones probably like three to seven minutes. Yeah, that sounds about right. Depending on what it is. And they're, yep. they're pretty fun. It's either could be like a time-limited mission or capture an outpost. Or it could even be like a divine beast mission, which are pretty fun. But then they, the bane of my existence, the no hit runs. I like those. You oh. get hit a single time in the mission and you fail the mission. So we got to Oh be my God, but it's so stressful because through all <laughs> these missions, there are Korok seeds that you need to find if you want to 100% them. And to find the Koroks, you have to search every nook and cranny of this map. Yeah. And if you're doing the one hit missions, it can be a real pain in the ass. But I guess there are checkpoints. There are. And, and that saved our butts a few times. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, there are, and then these are the other main component of the game, 376, which I have here listed as question bubble missions, which I don't really know what they are, but they're essentially they're the missions where you turn in materials for oh. perma upgrades. I, they, I call them question bubble missions because they're a little <laughs> question bubble. I gotcha. Yeah, Makes good sense. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. But these ones are relatively easy because as you're traversing the map, you're picking up materials, you know, materials from Breath of the Wild. Yep. Yeah. Crafting materials of source. Yep. And then each character has, I would say, at least a dozen of these missions and you turn them in and it can be for uh, permanent health upgrades. It could be increase your weapon damage. There are some that give your characters, like all characters, permanent boosts. Um, and something we haven't really touched base on is the Sheikah Slate. Oh. Mm -hmm. Because you have Magnesis, Stasis, and Bombs. Yes. And we never use Magnesis. Well, I mean, I use it a few times to see what it does. It's just that it's... Oh, yeah. 
so we know what it does. Like if you pull like a chest out of the ground or something. Well, yeah. Or if there's like a metal crate nearby, you can use magnesis and your character will like lock onto it, grab it with the magnet and then, you know, usually fling it at, at enemies or yeah. something. But, but you know, we didn't do that at all during this gameplay during our time with Age yeah. of Calamity because at the end it shows you how many times you did certain things uh-huh. and it was like amount of crates electrified and thrown zero. Oh no. <laughs> so we literally <laughs> never used well, it. That's, that's because stasis is so stasis OP. Stasis is, especially when you have two people. You can perma stun lock people uh, with stasis. I'm not saying that's how we defeated the final boss, well, but it's absolutely how we defeated the final boss. It's definitely boss. how we did it. It's <laughs> it all right so though. It's so great. Because it, it was, it's great feeling so OP. It's like, it's, you know. Yeah. And, and that's how you do it. So whatever. <laughs> no, it, it was, it was fun, but yeah, there are buffs that by doing these little side question bubble missions that will maybe like decrease the amount of time that each, um, ability has to recharge. So you can <laughs> spam it like we do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, it, it's a good time. Um, the next thing I have in here are just some of the other, um, some of the other like little side aspects to this. Like there's cooking, that you can do beforehand, which gives you little buffs before the mission. Yeah. And again, it's just, you get them from materials f- yeah. from doing the levels Yep, and there are shops that you can go through and uh, buy stuff from once in a while. Sometimes they run out of stock and you have to wait. Yeah. And and those w- buffs are just, sorry. I mean, uh, no, you, you can cut me off. <laughs> I, I do all the talking. The, the buffs are like, you know, increased damage or, or decreased damage or, um, extra resistance to lightning attacks or, or extra XP damage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah speed yeah. even. I think you can even speed up your character, things like that. Yeah. So which I buffs. would say again, like we really didn't need playing co-op on normal mode, but I'm sure as you ramp up the difficulty, it might be nece- necessary. Yeah. It, I would say that the buffs just made us even more OP than we already were. That's <laughs> yeah, um, true. We, we like, kind of felt like gods while playing it, which yeah, is kind of great. But it was kind of it was pretty satisfying though to to play it because of that. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's nice to play a game sometimes where you're not challenged. You're just sitting there on your throne, like <laughs> bow to me. Exactly, <laughs> and know? that's I think part of the charm of this game is you uh, depend on how you want to play, but. I think, you know, we started playing this around the time it released November and we just finished it maybe like a month and a half later. So yeah. not that long ago. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's kind of nice just to sit there mindlessly, like you said, on our thrones and just kind of like zone out, gate mouth, you know, spittle falling down your chin oh, yeah. as you just like it's great. kill all the goblins and stuff. It was it's fantastic. It's a nice change of pace depending yeah. on what kind of other games you've been playing exactly. lately. If you just need to feel like a god, then go play it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It was really, it was actually really fun to play yep. it that way. There's a weapon upgrading and crafting system, which you and I never quite wrapped our heads around it. Essentially, you can get weapons. You get tons of weapons during this game. Like you're gonna have to sell so many weapons, um, but you can combine them into your main weapons per character and whatever weapon you want that to be, and that can increase the damage. It can add additional like passive buffs to it. Yeah. It can, like, increase your strong attack damage or your weak attack damage. Maybe you get more rupees. Yeah, or, yeah. From enemies and maybe your... Um, yeah, it's, like, Your nice special meter, because you do have, like, a special gauge. Yeah. Uh, while you're... That accrues while you uh, defeat enemies. Maybe that will feel quicker. Like, you can do stuff like that. It has something to do with the runes in the weapons, but we never... <laughs> Yeah, we, we didn't really take... Uh, unfortunately, it was... This, I guess, is one of the downsides of being so OP is we never felt like we needed to learn how to do it because yeah. we were not having any 
trouble as it was. So we were just sort of focused on making our damage modifier higher. And uh, we were just like, whatever, just grind up all the weapons and throw them into this one. And boom, now my now now it has more damage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it would wind up with like random buffs. And, and I'm sure there's some formula for how the buffs got on the weapons, but we never really yeah took the time to figure it out. Exactly. It's something that I really appreciate is that the weapons don't break in this game. Yes, that was nice. Yeah, it was really nice. One of these days, you and I should do an episode on Breath of the Wild. Even oh, though it's absolutely. not a co-op game, but I feel like we both have a lot of thoughts. Uh, yeah, and, and actually we have some differing thoughts about it, which I think would be interesting. Fight. Yeah, fight. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, there is a character leveling system, so the characters do accrue XP while you play, and then they themselves can um, increase in level. What increasing level does for your actual characters, we, <laughs> again, didn't like quite wrap our head around it, which we're is kind sure. of funny. Yeah. yeah, we're not sure. I'm assuming it just makes them more powerful. Overall, there are some missions that suggest that your characters are a certain level. Yeah. And if you find that, because you do have 18 characters and they don't all gain XP, they only gain XP if they're out on the battlefield with yep. you. Yep. Um, but something nice that the game implemented is I think it's called the training ground. And so you can just pay rupees to increase the levels of your characters. Yeah, you so, literally just say like, okay, I'll pay a thousand bucks and level my person up right. by 10 levels. Like it's literally that easy. So if you're like <laughs> us, you never use like Revali, for example, and yeah, then you yeah. suddenly get to a mission and it's like, ah, oh, Revali should be level 60. And you're like, shit, he's like 22. Yeah, You can just pay money and it'll buff him up. Yep, just boom, done. Yep. <laughs> now yep. he's level 60. Exactly. So that kind of wraps up like the main mechanics of the game. And I mean, I think it worked well. Like we talked about, it was fun feeling like we're gods on thrones and yep. there was a lot to do. So again, like we spent 58 hours, 100%ing everything. Yeah. And it was fun. Even though we replayed some missions from time to time in order to like go back and get Korok seeds and things like that, it, it was never unfun. It was always, I mean, the game is, is focused 100% on action. Like, you're killing hundreds, if not thousands of enemies per mission over the span of, like you said, 3, 7, 15 minutes. Like, so many enemies are dying, and that means you're button mashing and you're getting instant gratification all throughout the mission. Yeah. You're just constantly killing bad guys, and it's great. So, it's funny you mentioned the Korok Seeds, because there is a reason why we collected all of the uh, Korok Seeds. Yes. I uh, really wanted this set of armor for Link, and the only way that you were able to unlock it is if you 100% it. 100% the whole game. The whole not, not just the Korok game. Seeds. The whole the game. Whole so game. all 376 question bubble missions, 161 yep. side missions, 20 missions. And on top of that, there's, I don't know, 100 Korok seeds. I don't know how many there are. There's a lot, yeah. But um, they're never marked on your map. Nope. So we use a guide. Because we neither one of us have the patience really to <laughs> to uh, search out every nook and cranny. But even that was fun because I I was sort of played the role as of navigator where I had my phone and and these maps up and and then you would sort of load up the mission and I would say all right you go to the east side of the map and then yeah you know, and I would sort of give you um like little landmarks on the map okay see see where that chest is marked on the map all right just to the southwest of that you're gonna find a Korok and then you'd go and and in the meantime I'd go get another one on the map you know and yeah it was actually it, it was, was fun. fun um it was fun to collaborate and communicate and in that way to go get it was like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. It where, wasn't, we had a, where we had a treasure map. It wasn't too annoying by no. any means. And so I would say, you know, just keep an eye, on, eye out for that. Because I think maybe if you and I had known that that's how the system worked, we probably oh, would have found them along the way. That's sort of like a number one things I wish I would have known before starting <laughs> the game. Because like. you can unlock um, 
treasure map showing on your, or sorry, treasure chest showing on your map eventually, but you can't unlock the ability to show where the Koroks are hidden. Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I really, really, really wanted this set of armor for Link because I thought it was really cool and badass. And I guess the irony in all of that is by the time we unlocked the armor, there were no more qu missions <laughs> yeah. or quests for us to do. Yeah. So I never really got to experience it. Um, <laughs> but actually, speaking of armor, um, so all of your characters... 18 characters minus Link have pretty much one or two sets of armor that they can wear. And it's all cosmetic. Like, it doesn't do anything. Right. Um, but Link has so many. And it's all stuff from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I, I recognized all of it from Breath of the Wild. But again, like, even for Link, it's all cosmetic. But mm -hmm. it's it's pretty fun kind of dressing him up permission. Yeah, you can even have him go in just, in just his underwear if you want. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make any difference to his armor or, or damage or anything. It's 100% cosmetic. It was, uh, I forgot to change his armor out for the final mission. <laughs> and so there was, like, the super epic, like, climatic moment. And uh, Link was just, like, shirtless and nothing but, like, a hood. And I was like, ah, crap. I, yeah, he was wearing some sort of silly hat. He was wearing something silly because during, you know, those little side missions that I was talking about, like the three or how, 161 of them, uh, you know, those are just kind of fun little mindless things. And so it's fun to kind of experiment with the costumes. Right. But for the most part, you know, the game's really good in the main missions about making sure whatever you put Link in, like that's what he's wearing. So there's these super serious moments. And then if you forget, he's in like a Bacoblin hat. And he's yep. shirtless. He just looks like a goober. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, it was really fun to uh, mess around with uh, all of the armor and whatnot. Uh, so I have some fun uh, stats here. Okay. Demers. All right. And let's I want to see how close you can get to the correct answer. Ooh, fun. All right. Let's so in our 58 hours, I don't know what's up with this accent. How many enemies do you think we killed total in the whole game? Um. 85,000. 165,194 enemies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's wow. a lot of slaughter. That's a lot of slaughter. That's a lot of slaughter. 165,000. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, What's next? That's kind of the stat you're proud of, but also you're like, you're kind of like, oh, <laughs> <Wow>. shit. <laughs> <laughs> How many square miles of grass do you, do you think we set ablaze? Ablaze? Ablaze. Square miles? Square miles of just like pure fire mayhem. Um, Three. Three thirty six thousand five hundred twenty eight miles. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which is kind of surprising because I was trying to remember how do you even set grass on fire in this game? But oh, because you have the wands, which we didn't really talk about. But yeah, you um, it must have just kept spreading and spreading. And it spreading. must have been the background, and yeah. that's probably why the frame rate. Oh god, the frame oh, rate was so oh, bad. We haven't even so, talked about that. Yeah, we should talk about that. But first, I want to mention real quick the wands. Um, so essentially, like there are the wiz robes. Yeah, is that what they're called? Mm -hmm. And there's ice, lightning, and fire. fire. And essentially yep. you defeat them, you get access to their wands. It's like two to three uses per wand, and then you have to find another one. It's a fun little elemental thing, especially when you're going against Lionels and you want to try to get a yeah. get a little advantage on them. But um, the frame rate in this game, man. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's bad. I think a lot of times it dipped around 15 which was, uh, if not lower than that, man, I, I swear, like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was in the single digits, like honestly, at some points, because yeah. it was so bad. It was comical. Now, at first you and I were sort of like appalled, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and by the end we were laughing at, at it because, because yeah, like if you have two characters trying to do their special moves at the same time, it just, yeah. chug, lug, lugs. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets down to five FPS. Yeah. If you have 
two characters each doing specials at the same time. Yeah, it, the game cannot handle it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it goes into chug-chug mode. Yeah. But it's kind of fun. It, it, it almost adds an, an element or, like, a sense of, of, like, epicness to what you're doing because the game can't even handle it. So <laughs> the enemies certainly can't either. No, and I mean, I guess that's kind of – that's – this has always been the kind of fascinating thing with Nintendo games. And granted, like I know Nintendo didn't develop this and they didn't even really publish it outside of uh, Japan, but like as a, as a Zelda game, you know, it's just kind of interesting how a game can be released like this and yeah. in this state. And there still hasn't been a patch to fix the frame rate. Agreed. If this were any other game, I mean, it would just be getting like shit on like, just epically shit on because yeah. it's quite frankly like unacceptable in this day and age that you release a game from Nintendo. $60 game. The $60 game. That's yep. like one of the most beloved franchises ever. And it just, it chugs this bad. It chugs. And With I that said, I mean, it doesn't hundred percent always chug no, at single digit frame rate, but no, but it, it, it can't, definitely. especially in grand, like, because it only does support split-screen co-op. That's a big problem. But it shouldn't be, right? Because I think about, like, the Halo games that we play yeah, that are right. so much more graphic-intensive, but yet they just run so smoothly. Yeah. And it's just a thing that it's like... Yeah. Although I really do think... I, I, I'm... I don't know why Nintendo doesn't make these games online. Like, why do we have to have split screen? I've never understood that either. It was the same issue with Hyrule Warriors, and I don't know why these games are restricted to split screen only. Yeah. I mean, there's so many fucking Switches out there. You know, there's a lot. There's a huge player base. So I don't know why they're restricting it. I don't yeah. get it. I don't understand it. It just kind of goes back to Nintendo's going to Nintendo. Yep. And I mean, there are some like story elements of the game that you're kind of like, that's weird. Or there are some elements that you really wish that the game would have deep dived into. Um, Cause there's some pretty significant shit that happens, but it, some of it just kind of gets glossed over and you're like, well, that would have been a really interesting, like 10 minute cut scene there that has potential, but it didn't happen. But I mean, yeah. overall, obviously like you and I loved it. Like we oh, would yeah. have spent 58 hours with it. It's not a perfect game by any means. No, it was just, it's just a fun game. Right. And you can look past the FPS flaws, uh, frame rate per yeah. second is what I meant. Um, because of its, it, because it's just fun. Yeah. You can look past it. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a, it really is a fun game to play with someone else. And, yep. you know, I, this isn't a game I think I would have played by myself. Me neither. Uh-uh. Um, maybe I would have, like, went to YouTube to read about the narrative and whatnot. But it's yeah. not something that I think I would have spent 58 hours 100%. In. So it is a fun game to play with someone else. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I only would have played this with someone else. I yep. don't, I can't see myself single player in this game. Agreed. Yep. Any final departing thoughts? Um, you know, it, it has its flaws, but it speaks for itself that we 100%ed this game. Yeah, I really wanted that armor, man. I know you did. I really wanted it. Now I have it. And I'm hoping, hoping, hoping there will be DLC that, that comes along. I know there's DLC for the other Hyrule Warriors games, obviously with the pandemic, who knows like where those plans are right now, but, yep. um, it would be great. And then I can use my armor. And then it'll all be worth it in the oh, end, right? Yeah. Well, it was fun. You know, even if we don't get any DLC, it's fun. I would definitely recommend this game for anybody who wants a fun co-op uh, challenge, especially, uh, actually not challenge, just game. It's well, not maybe a challenge. A challenge it's just a fun game. Yeah. Yeah, you could bump up the difficulty. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Um, but especially if you played Breath of the Wild and you liked it and you're interested in learning more about the story of the world, then it's just cherry on top. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. So, if you liked what you heard from us at the co-op show, you can go to co-opshow.com and find out more information, find out about 
past episodes. I think our website just doesn't really have that much exciting information on it. But it's a good hub to find all it's of the things. It's got a picture of our dog on it. It does, and I think that's kind of the best part. <laughs> <laughs> you can get in touch at contact.coopshow.com. You can go to Twitter and find me at Blundered, and you can leave us a five-star review if you like what we do. Yes. Because we like what we do. It's fun. We do like what we do. It is fun. And we also like five-star reviews. We do. We, don't we like also like five-stars. Five stars. Whether they're reviews or not. Okay. See now. See now. This is, <laughs> look what you've done. Because I'm like, okay. So what? What? What's an instance of five stars that you would like? Well, I'm sure there's five stars out there in the night sky that we like. <laughs> okay. Well played. Fair enough. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Later, guys. Bye.